0: Hey lady, do you sometimes feel like you've lost yourself? Are you internalizing your feelings and walking around on eggshells, either at home or at work? Maybe there is something missing in your life, but you just can't quite figure out what it is. Or even worse, you know what it is, but you feel stuck and you can't move forward. Well, I have been there more often than I care to admit. I spent more than 20 years climbing the corporate ladder only for it to come to an abrupt end during a 10 minute meeting. I was so busy climbing that ladder to satisfy one aspect of myself that I neglected to take the time I needed to really focus on how to achieve true balance in every aspect of my life. Hi, I'm Anya Day, and welcome to the Find Your Voice and Own It podcast, where I give women practical tips on how to find their voice through changing their mindset, identifying their passion, and owning their story, the good, the bad, and the ugly. So go grab your favorite glass of wine or cup of tea if you're driving. Relax, and let's peel away the layers of our complex onion to unleash our authentic voice that the world deserves to hear. Hey, what's up, Owner Tribe? Thank you for making a decision to show up for yourself and own your voice by pouring into yourself. So, I want to share about how I spent the first lot, half of my life pursuing things basically. Letters behind my name with the different degrees that I have, different positions. I wanted the Cosby show life. I have I had this vision for my life in terms of what I wanted to look like and when I look back on it, At the time, it all kind of circled around or centered around things and the things that I wanted to accomplish at different parts of my life, whether it was a family and the kids and the dog, or it was different positions in the corporate environment, or like I said before, the degrees. I have two master's degrees that I'm very proud of that I worked very hard for. But at some point... Those things were no longer enough, and if I have to put my finger on when that changed, I think it started changing. Oh, it has got to be eight or nine years ago now. My grandmother, one of my maternal grandmothers, passed away. It was my last maternal grandmother, and she had Alzheimer's, Alzheimer's, however you say it, (laughs) dementia, and she also suffered from a number of other health conditions, and it. Took her out fairly quickly, which I'm actually happy about in that sense, in terms of not her not living a long time with the challenges that she faced with that. But at some point during that process of watching her basically become this person that I no longer recognize and her no longer recognizing us, you know, she would have good days and bad days in terms of being in and out. And whether or not she recognized that we were there at some point during that process of going back and forth between work. And I lived in Virginia at the time. I lived in Virginia. I worked in DC and she was in a hospital in Maryland. And then she was at home in Maryland at some point in time. Between going all that back and forth, there was just something that went off in me that said, hmm... There has to be something out here different in life. And I think that's where I really began to say, to reevaluate a number of things in my life. I reevaluated my marriage. I was reevaluating my position in the company that I was at. Just a number of things. And I would say the last half of my life, I've been trying to focus more on other stuff that wasn't necessarily materialistic in the sense of really trying to focus on me, and what what does that look like in terms of making me happy? And particularly, I guess, in the last year or so, I have been on this mission to pursue peace. And it's a mission because, to me, it's an active process. You identify it, you find it, but it's a constant pursuit to keep it and to figure out what it looks like from day to day. And it's continually making a choice to bring whatever spiritual and mental focus you need back to whatever your your personal place of peace is. We all know that life can be crazy sometimes. Hell, it can be downright chaotic more than you realize sometimes when you are in the midst of it. And last week, I talked about me having a sense of overwhelm and needing to get out of my head. But this week, I really need to dig a little bit deeper in terms of really finding peace in the midst of chaos. And as I'm on this pursuit to find tain and main peace, of course, I need you as my owner tribe to come along that journey with me and to give you all not just my experience in terms of what I've gone through and what I'm continuing to go through, but also ways that have helped me and techniques that I think would be helpful for you all to find your own peace in the midst of your own chaos. And, you know, chaos comes in a lot of forms. It may come in the form of looking at the things around you and what they look like and what they display to you, but they really, chaos can also embody what's inside of you. You know, your mental state, your emotional state, your health, And the piece that I didn't touch on as much last week that I really want to dig deeper on is about that piece and how my, in the midst of me being overwhelmed and all the things that were happening, two major things were also going on. I have several kids, but (laughs) um, between my husband and I, we have seven. And my youngest daughter, Dayana was, has been having some challenges. I'm just going to be honest. I mean, she's 12. She is living in the midst of a pandemic. She is, it can be challenging. She's an introvert by nature. And so, when you take an introvert and then you force them to be more secluded and away from their friends that they are used to being with, you know, there have been some serious challenges that we've had to overcome. And I needed to sort of step away for a minute to deal with some things as it relates to her and make sure that we were getting her the proper help that she needed. And I'm so grateful that, you know, she's been willing to do that. And the other Physical piece from my body perspective was my body was has been really dealing with a lot of chaos. Chaos in terms of my migraines have been more intense than they had been. I think it's a combination of I finally found a medication regimen that was working really well, but you have to stick with it. And if you vary from that or if I vary from my water intake, or how I eat my meals, it really throws me off. And for one of my medications, I was unable to do it because of some issues with the insurance and the doctor. I don't know. I'm still waiting for it. So, But it's preventive measures that I have to take in order to avoid the migraines getting to a certain point. It's part of my preventive medications that I'm missing. And I'm focusing on that because there was a cause and effect to how I'm feeling and what occurred and what didn't occur. So when you think about it from, there are all sorts of preventive medications that a doctor may prescribe you, whether that's high blood pressure, um, whether that's insulin, there are things that you take in order to prevent your, your situation from getting worse. And I'm comparing this to finding your peace because to me, if you find your peace, no matter what chaos may be going on around you, then it could prevent it from getting worse. It can prevent it from overwhelming you to the degree where you can't function. If you think about how we go on about our days, you know, some of us just kind of, you know, you get up and you, you kind of move without even thinking about it. You drive to the grocery store without even thinking about it. You pick a store, go there all the time, and your car just magically appears there. You don't, not that you're not conscious of how you're going, but how many of you all know what I'm talking about? If you always go to one particular place, whether it's work, a certain store, a certain bank, you you just kind of go. You don't have to spend a lot of effort thinking about it. And I want to get to the point where it's effortlessness, effort, effortless <laughs> for me to have peace and that it, it involves a process and involves an active choice and me having to make a decision on how I'm going to show up every day. If you think about computers and how, you know, years ago when I was in college, when we first started, that's when computers were really coming up. You know, I was still typing papers on a typewriter when I was in high school, then transitioning to college. I think that's, you know, I was exposed to computer labs and we would go to the library and still be using the, what do they call it? The Dewey Decimal System in terms of looking things up and doing research. And then computers came along and they were going to make our lives so much easier because you could process things faster and you could quote unquote do things easier, but When you think about it, it was the idea of doing more work and less time. But I tell you that I do more work (laughs) because I can do things quicker than somehow, you know, I've sort of just gotten lost in my work, whatever those activities are. And I am on this just conscious and intentional pursuit of peace and keeping that peace at all costs. And I'm not going to allow anyone to take that away from me. Philippians 4, 6 and 7 says, Do not be anxious about anything, but in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. And the peace of God is going to guard your hearts and minds. That is the peace that I'm pursuing. I have made my my request known to God and he's honored. He's obligated to honor that request, but I have to do my part. It Peace happens when you remove that anxiety and the fears and the things that cause conflict or trouble within your heart. That is what I'm looking for. I want it to be just a daily sense of inner calm. Sheree Riley, she is the author of Exponential Living. And I love this book. It came out a few years ago. If you haven't read it, you need to read it. It's just powerful. And one of the things that she talks about in this book is peace and reminding us that peace is not a destination. People think that, you know, when they've achieved a certain amount of things or when they arrive, they achieve a certain income bracket for or level of success or that relationship they're looking for, or those kids that they've been logging for, or even that pet that they've been looking for, or whatever the thing is that, oh, okay, I'm going to have my peace. But she reminds us that peace actually comes first. You need to, or that you need, you should have that peace first. Because then when you're pursuing your goals, you're pursuing them more efficiently. You're more effective at getting them and obtaining them, and more importantly, keeping them. Peace is a lifestyle. It's a state of being. It's not just the thing that you arrive at and you get to. A lot of the things that I talk about on this podcast is their journeys. there are things that you have to continually work at and you're continually changing them and uh, making adjustments as necessary. With that peace being your state of being, then no matter what goes on around you, if your mind, spirit and heart and soul remain calm, then you're at peace. It's the act of choice to dwell where your power lives. I know you all know, or some of you all should know, the story of Jesus on the boat with the disciples. I think in the Sea of Galilee and how the storm came. And in the midst of the storm, and no matter what it was looking like, Jesus spoke and said, peace be still. So it's not what you see. Peace is knowing that even though things aren't always going to be quote unquote calm in your life, It's your inner state of being. It's how you feel. It's that state of mind, that mindset, that attitude, if you will. So I want to focus today on talking about, you know, some of the things that you need to do in order to truly find your peace when you're in the midst of chaos. So um, number one, I would say is focus. Focus on what makes you happy, not what used to make you happy, but you have to sit down, and sort of really map out what brings you joy, what brings you happiness. You have to prioritize. I talked about last week how I needed to take a step back and minimize my multitasking. Cause I somehow I went from being without a job to running multiple businesses and still doing homeschooling and still trying to manage your kids who are growing and going through different changes and still trying to manage a relationship. And it's just, it was too much. It's it's just too much. But you have to decide what does peace look like for you. And that involves spending time with yourself. You know, I'm really big about spending time with yourself and really focusing and figuring out what you want. And that's not always easy to do because a lot of us whether we realize it or not, whether we're married or single, a lot of times we focus on other people when it comes to what makes us happy. And you have to figure out absent of those people, what is it that brings you joy? Imagine that those other people didn't exist. And we all know that people make us happy. We, I get that. Or they can make you happy. But If you don't, if imagine if those people weren't around, then what is it that's going to bring Bella some peace? What is it that's going to bring Tiffany some peace? Like, what is it that makes you happy? And in order to do that, you may need to spend some time journaling or go on a retreat to yourself. I want to go to a getaway house. Guys, (laughs) there are these things called getaway houses, and it's like a little cabin in the woods. And I'm so pressed to go to a cabin in the woods right now. I'm going to figure it out. My goal is to go between the end of this month and April, but I'm going to go. Anyway, so what is it that you need to do to figure out what makes you happy? You know, literally journal it out, write it out. Think about the things that make you happy. Think about the smells that make you happy. Think about the experiences that have made you happy in the past and what does that look like and how can you kind of get back to that place? So after you focus, another thing that you can do is to meditate. So I'm not just saying, you know, sometimes people hear meditation and they think you're sitting there, you know, humming and looking in a certain stance and all of that. That's not necessarily meditation. It can be, but truly just closing your eyes and being still, And scanning your body from head to toe and identifying, or something. No, let's focus on meditation. So, with meditation, you know, it is the idea of just being still. And there are all sorts of guided medications. You can go on YouTube, you can go, there are apps that have this. There are people who are experts at this. I'm actually going to have somebody on hopefully soon. I need to work on that. It's on my list of things to do to get a guest. To talk more about meditation, because my I myself want to learn more about it. Number one, but also I know that you as listeners, you probably also want to. Some of you all may be interested in understanding and learning more about meditation and what you can do to sort of get started. But you know, sometimes just sitting still with yourself and one thing that I try to do is kind of just be aware. So you know, scanning your body from head to toe. And sitting with yourself to sense tension, pain, or unwanted feelings and kind of be aware of where they are in your body, giving them a name and then replacing it with something happy. That is truly something that I do. Like When I have headaches, sometimes that's something that I do. It, of course, it doesn't magically make it just go away, but it does, number one, redirect my focus and try to allow me to imagine myself not having the, the migraine. Um, Of course, you know, sleep helps with that and making sure that I'm staying hydrated. But what else could I do in order to really kind of focus my energy? Another, you know, sometimes, like for me, my favorite place to meditate is in the shower. Like that's my thing is to have candles on in my bathroom. Sometimes I have music on, sometimes I don't. And I literally sit inside my shower And I turn it on a particular setting and I allow it to just hit me in my face and hit me in my body. And it's just so relaxing to me. So whatever that thing is that brings you that calm, whether it's going to get a massage, et cetera, focus on those things in terms of meditating. When you feel that chaos, like you feel like that chaos is overtaking you and you have that sense of overwhelm and you want to figure out how to get back to your place of peace. Number three is we have to become the master of our emotion. So nobody likes to live a life out of order. Um, well, I shouldn't say nobody. Most people don't live like to live a life out of order. I know I don't. And life is stressful enough without you having to deal with some of the crap that comes along with other people's bullshit. But how you react is what matters. So I try to focus only on the things that I can control. If I can't control it, then I try to avoid it and when i say avoid it of course you can't you can only control yourself so i understand you can only control your thoughts and actions and you can't control the thoughts and actions of others and you have to deal with others in this world so i'm not saying you have to avoid people completely all the time 24/7 cuz that really isn't going to work at some point in time you're going to need some groceries you're going to need to get up and get some gas you're going to need to do something so that's not what i mean but trying to avoid those situations that bring that tension and that anxiety. And with that, the idea of owning your role in those tensions and those reactions, I think is so important. I'll talk a little bit more about this in my next number, I mean, the the next thing. But really just trying to... How you find and maintain your peace, one of the ways is to really, I mean, I'm a big believer in talking to yourself. So whatever you have to do to kind of control those thoughts that you're having that get you away from that place of peace. And again, as usual, nothing that I'm saying is intended to replace a licensed health professional, therapist, clinician, et cetera, that may be of assistance when it comes to managing things, when it comes to traumas and depression and anxiety and different things like that. Lord knows, I know, I see a therapist on a regular basis and I believe in having coaches and people in every different, in different areas of my life to help push me to my next level. So if this isn't intended... To, I'm not saying that you can just kind of think your way overcoming certain things, because I know that you can't. But I'm just saying that to the degree that you can or try to be more intentional about them, then do what you can and try to control your thoughts and actions. One of the things that I had to do is related recently is related to number four and keeping it real with those around you about their role and trying to steal your peace. So um, transparency moment here. I have not made it a secret that sometimes I have challenges in my relationship as it relates to some conflict and disagreement about, I guess, sort of, let's just say my pursuit of things. So I am extremely ambitious. I'm a big go getter and I'm very goal minded and I have a crazy grind. My husband don't have that grind, the same grind that I have. He may have had it at one point in time, back in the day, but he don't have it anymore. So he looks at me like I have three heads because I'm doing all of these different things. And I try to acknowledge how he feels about those, you know, these things and understanding that (laughs) the reality of the situation is I went from making a nice six-figure salary to making nothing. And there are things that I have to do in order to replace that income because I've made the choice, which he was definitely for, of not getting a traditional job in corporate America. Because my nine to five wasn't nine to five. It was nine to five and then seven to 10 because of, you know, you still, I was working more than a traditional 40 hour a week position because of the type of roles that I've had over the last, you know, 10 plus years. That's just the way of life. So I didn't necessarily want to do that, especially in the midst of homeschooling and in the midst of the fact that I still had this desire to build my own companies and legacy. So, you know, I made the conscious decision with his consent that I was going to work on these businesses. Well, the businesses, I think just kind of, what's the word, grew overnight in terms of the amount of time that they were taking and they're taking from our relationship. And he doesn't have those same things that he's focused on. The business that he was focused on, its it hasn't been thriving in that way anymore. It hasn't been keeping him as busy. So then that leaves him with the void and it's been challenging. And it's like the littlest thing would blow up and we would end up in this situation where we're arguing about the stupidest thing. Like, (laughs) I want to say it, but... (laughs) Like, just the stupidest thing. Like, if I answer the phone because somebody called and I didn't think I was supposed to... I didn't know I wasn't supposed to answer that particular person's phone call. And it just turned into this thing, like that you wouldn't even believe this crazy argument. And I don't do that. Like, I'm just, I don't do that. It's like toxic and draining. I'm not an arguer. And partially because my parents argued when I was growing up. So I've just vowed that I just do not want my kids around that. And I just don't believe in talking a certain way to the person that you love and supposed to be your mate. And I'm not doing this to talk about him. And I'm going to have him on the podcast so we could have a nice Civilized conversation, but I'm just acknowledging that sometimes you have to have frank conversations with the people around you who you love, admire, and adore about their role in stealing your peace. That's the purpose of me sharing this. It ain't for y'all to get all up in my business. It's because I'm just keeping it real and being transparent about the stuff that I deal with on a regular basis. And you know, last week was challenging. I had some presentations I needed to finish that were already overdue. I couldn't get done because I was sick and because of the other things that were going on. And, you know, just the way things were going with the business. And then for that to happen, that was like the last thing that I needed to deal with. And it was some crazy stuff said and just words just thrown like daggers. And I, it just was, it was difficult but fast forward to then uh, last yesterday, um, we were able to have a, you know, time pass, a few days had passed, and we were able to have a nice civilized conversation without all of the craziness, sort of get to, or the begin to get to through some of the root of the problem in terms of, okay, how did we get to this place? And can we get out of this place? Because it's not, I can't stay in this place. So... Some of you all may have to do that. If there are people in your life who are trying to steal your joy or your peace, and a lot of it, to be honest, is because he wasn't happy. He's not happy with himself, so I'm not allowed to be happy. I mean, I'm just I'm just saying that's the way I was viewing it. And I needed to have a conversation about how that made me feel. And some of you all may have to do the same thing. You may have to break away from certain things and certain relationships and certain people in order for you to look out for your best self. Like at the end of the day, I still have babies to worry about. And I kind of refer to the kids in groups. So there's like an older group and then there's the younger group. So the older group is 20 and above. And then the younger group are 17. Well, she'll be 17 next week, 17 and below. And those younger group, they they have different parents than the others did. Because I have a different wisdom and I have a different sense of focus and I am very focused on making sure that I maintain my peace and that they live a life of abundance and that they have a life of peace and that they're not, not that you're hiding them from things, but that you're protecting them from certain things and and they're getting real-time feedback in terms of how to avoid certain traps that may have gotten been a part of the other kids' lives. So that's important to me. So I think I've dwelled on that one enough. And then I would think that I say the last one, number five, is switch your way of thinking. So give less focus on the things, the things, let's just say the things, the things, in quotes, whether that's the job or the degree or the relationship or the whatever, and more focus on who I am deep down inside that inner work. Like, who am I becoming? I'm surrendering myself to God more and allowing him to work in me. I don't know if I've ever said this on this podcast before, but I'm a licensed minister. And I, although I'm not out here practicing preaching and teaching, I still have a lot of those fundamental lessons and beliefs that are very much alive within me. And, and knowing the importance of spending time in God's presence and Trying to understand what it is that he wants for me as a person, not the things. I'm talking about those attributes in terms of peace and joy and grace. And there's this tug a lot of times with people where, you know, between what it is that you see in the physical and what it is that God sees for us. And truly sitting back and believing all things are possible. My favorite scripture that I literally have probably at least four different little statues or whatever you call them, little things or pictures or posters or whatever hanging up in my house or plaques, that's the word that I think I'm looking for, is Jeremiah 29, 11 in terms of God having a plan for us. And that is... I try to remind myself of that almost every single day, several times a day. That's a part of my, when I do my morning routine consistently, that's one of the scriptures that I look at daily because I need that reminder at the start of the day and not dwelling on the bad stuff or the stuff that I actually see, but what is God's plan for me? And in order to know God's plan, I have to surrender myself to him and focus on what I am and who Anya is becoming, and this evolution that I've gone through. And I see people now. when, you know, social media exposes you to so many different things. I see people on social media. There are a couple of people that come to mind, and I just look, and they're they're young. They're in their 20s. And I hear them speak, and mind you, I don't know them personally, so I can't attest to what they do behind closed doors. But the words that they speak, and the wisdom that they utilize, and the things that they share even with some of my kids i'm like wow i wish i had that wisdom when i was that age i wish i had that understanding and i'm in that pursuit now of this constant state of surrender and switching my way of thinking and if you're not a spiritual person you probably wouldn't be listening to me but <laughs> if if you you know depending on your degree of spirituality maybe you know you aren't necessarily surrendering yourself to god but you got to you also are doing the same, in a way, going through the same motions because it's a mindset thing. It begins in your mind. You only get in life what you have at one time thought about or pictured or thought you could achieve. And that is like the one of the big ways I think that you can find your peace. You have to visualize what that looks like. You have to think of things differently. You can't look at the physical and what it is that you think that you see. You have to dig deeper in understanding that all things are possible and that you don't have to dwell in that same mental state. And how do you get out of it? Like that's, you know, and, and that takes a lot of hard work. I get it. But I'm telling you that those are things that are, that should help you to find your own peace in the midst of what appears to be crazy. Especially now, I mean, when people are coming out more, you know, where people are starting to get vaccinated, so people aren't necessarily locked in their house anymore. But there are some people, one, who don't necessarily want to get the vaccine or have gotten and they still don't want to leave the house because of, you know, everybody hasn't gotten it. And we're still walking around wearing masks, at least in this area, unless you're in Mississippi or Texas. You're wearing a mask every day. And that... Can be overwhelming for a lot of people and and scary and but it's a mindset of okay I'm doing this because I'm keeping myself safe I'm doing this because I'm trying to keep make sure that my family remains safe so. I hope this was helpful to you. So as a reminder, I recap. So number one is focus on what makes you happy. Number two is do some type of form of meditation, relax, disconnect from the day to day in order to make sure that you're actively pursuing and finding your peace. Number three is be the master of your emotions. And that's about taking control over what you say, what you do, what you think, and how you react to the crazy around you. Number four is keep it real with those around you and what their role may be and what they can do to help support you or what they need to do less in order to support you as you have this journey of finding peace yourself. And number five is switch your way of thinking. Focus less on the things and the stuff and more on who you truly are and who you are becoming because you, my friend, you are owning your peace today. You're owning your voice. You're owning your life. You're owning your power. And with that, grace and peace. Thank you for joining the Find Your Voice and Own It podcast. If you enjoyed today's episode, please subscribe and leave a review because I welcome and value your feedback. You can also tag me in your stories at It's On Your Day so I can personally connect with you and know who is in my tribe. I am looking forward to continuing to work with you to write your own story. Until next time, grace and peace.